0: Uh, we here at Mix 104.9, we are starting a new segment on the show in an effort for you all to really get to know some of the new members of Parliament on all sides of the political fence, of course. And we um, we know that, well, we we know that we uh, want to get to know those backbenchers, but it's not just about getting to know the backbenchers, it's also about getting to know what's going on in the different electorates around the Northern Territory. And to kick things off this morning, well, it is the new CLP member for Brennan, Murray claire Boothby. Good morning. Good morning,
1: Katie and good morning to everyone tuning in.
0: Thanks so much for joining us this morning and a big congratulations of course on becoming the member for Brennan. How have the first few weeks been going?
1: Really great, yeah, yeah. really great. Um, it's really just a flow on from the last twelve months, and in, in terms of the campaigning that um, I undertook. So it's just settling into the office and making sure people know that that's where I am. Sometimes, but to be honest, I've still been out and about quite a bit as well. Had my uh, pizza in the park also recently. Yeah, yep. I've designed our first newsletter to get out to the electorate to let people know what's going on. So it really has been a continuation of the last twelve months for me.
0: Yeah. And I mean, what have you been doing to sort of try to settle into the role? Because it must be, I mean, like you said, some of it is a continuation, but it must be a little bit daunting as well, I guess, stepping into the role and trying to get your head around everything.
1: Yeah, not really, because it has actually been 12 months of uh, almost being like a local member. Uh, the only difference is that I was in my car being completely mobile without any office space as such to be able to spread out. So it was all spread out on my kitchen table. Yeah. So that's probably been the biggest difference to be able to have a space that I can uh, call home, like a base, if you like. Mm. Um, and that allows for even more people to drop by. And because I'm in the Palmerston Shopping Centre, I do get a lot of visitors, yeah. which is fabulous, and they continue to share with, uh, with me all the things that are going on in their lives.
0: Yeah, well, this is the the main aim, I guess, of this segment that we want to kick off each each and every week, is not only finding out a bit more about uh, some of our new Members of Parliament, but really finding out about what some of the issues are in the electorate in which you represent. Um, I mean during the election campaign, no doubt you would have had a lot of people coming to you talking to you about their various concerns and I'm sure that that has continued on. What are the big concerns in the electorate of Brennan and and how do you think you'll get stuck into trying to tackle those?
1: Sure thing, Katie. Well, um, as you said, it is a continuation and I did spend the 12 months out in the doors, door knocking over and over, so I did get to meet literally thousands of people and the overwhelming common theme from those people was the problem with youth crime in the area, Uh, definitely number one, because what they feel is that uh, they don't feel safe in their own homes anymore, which is really sad. Mm. And, you know, there are stories and things, I'll give you an example, a story just to really hit at home is that one couple that I met who are still working but they're nearing retirement Uh, they came home from work one day and they found their front window smashed glass everywhere and as they walked through the door they found their whole house completely upturned, someone had been in there and destroyed everything not just that but they'd also cut themselves on the way through the window so there was blood everywhere and those same people they went through all their belongings and they had to throw out many of those items which is just heartbreaking and so then they had to go on and in all a heap of security measures and and all the burden was placed on the victim in that case and they felt like nothing had happened and nothing was being done mm. about the perpetrators
0: Hello. Ago did that happen? Is that a recent one?
1: Yeah, well, this couple I met, was that was actually the second time I'd met them. So it was only in the last six months because I'd met them about six months prior. And that's what they actually said to me, you know, since the last time you were here, this is what's happened to us.
0: Goodness me. And and you know, these are the types of stories that we hear, these are the types of issues that people are genuinely dealing with. And it's really tough, you know, like you said then, if they're feeling as though they as victims are not really um, you know, I suppose being looked after or treated in the way that they may hope, that's a that's a real concern and no doubt something that you'll want to really get stuck into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and what I find um, and have found for the last 12 months is meeting these people, they, they feel like they don't have a voice, but they're also sometimes in a circumstance where they can't have a voice mm. and they're quite fearful of speaking up. And so that's how I think that my role and other local members, are, that's our role, is to be that voice and to keep pushing for the change that we need yep. so that those people do feel safe in their own home.
0: Yeah, so what are the first steps going to be for you in terms of really trying to deal with that issue of youth crime and and trying to help some of these families and individuals that you're talking to?
1: Yeah, well, definitely being uh, the voice and being able to push on those issues. So to communicate frequently yep. uh, as those issues arise and people come to me with the ministers that are responsible for those the, um, those portfolios um, and then of course always just bringing it up in parliament as well mm. and it's, it really is just keep fighting I met several people that would they had this sense of hopelessness and they said well what can be done, what can you do, uh, surely there's nothing you can do and I, I wanted to give them hope and I said we cannot give up, That's we have thing. to keep trying yeah. and we know that it's complex but there are some simple things that really can happen, for example, Changing the law so that there are some consequences for these people that break the law.
0: Now, what shadow portfolios did you pick up?
1: So I picked up tourism and hospitality. Yep. Small business, mm-hmm. jobs and training, racing, gaming and licensing, yep. and women.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And how are you feeling about tackling those uh, those portfolios?
1: Um, I am excited. Genuinely, yep. um, it is daunting, of course, because it's a big um, a big mix of things mm-hmm. there. Uh, for me it is definitely in my uh, sphere of what I'm interested in and what I'm experienced in Uh, someone did joke to me saying said oh you've got the fun portfolios (laughs) but unfortunately at the moment it doesn't feel that way they're really tough right now Mm. especially the tourism and and, you know jobs and training absolutely yeah
0: mm. they're very tough portfolios I would say and then when you look at business and and you know some of the issues that businesses are struggling with at the moment I think they'll be really tough ones to to get into but ones that are really important and uh, no doubt you'll be focusing and and spending plenty of time trying to, uh, to learn as much as you can uh, about those portfolios and how you can get into it.
1: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is that people need to know they can talk to me about the issues that they're facing and because of my background in small business and I was the chair of Territory Proud as well, which was 400 local businesses, I do have a really good sense of what's going on because people for years have been telling me. And sadly, the challenges that were happening 4 years ago with the, you know, making it really difficult to operate a business in the territory is no different today. And and that's a really simple thing that can be fixed right away, so I'll be fighting for that.
0: What would you say are the biggest challenges for small businesses? Right Right now,
1: it is, what they're telling me yeah. is that it's the red tape. Yeah. So. These are smart business operators that know how to provide a great service and a great customer experience, and yet they need to continue to provide so many more details to different um, governments to be able to continue to operate.
0: Well, Murray claire Boothby, it has been great speaking to you this morning, and great for us to get to know one of the new members of Parliament. I'm not sure which uh, which electorate we'll go to next week, but it's going to be fun getting to know everybody. We really appreciate your time this morning and appreciate you coming in. Um, do keep in contact with us whenever there's something going on in your electorate that you reckon we need to know about, and we'll be doing the same. Thank you. Thank you. That was Marie Claire Boothby there, who is, of course, the CLP's uh, well new member for Brennan. And as I said, we'll be catching up with the new, uh, with some of the new faces that we are going to see in Northern Territory Parliament. I think it's incredibly important for us all to get to know uh, all of our new members of Parliament. And for some of you out there that you know maybe aren't as interested in in politics and don't know a huge amount about the people that have been elected in those different areas, um, for you to find out more about them, their backgrounds and what they stand for.